Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of health. Hello everyone, I'm a licensed therapist and I'm in a raspberry patch. Why? Because I have three children inside and this is probably the quietest place I can find. <laughs> um, in this video, we're going to talk about how you can create an environment where healing is and, and growth is possible and uh, how to increase your chances of beating mental illness. When I worked in residential treatment, I was able to take part in some seriously amazing growth. So I worked with these girls who had been through hell. They'd been through trauma and dysfunctional families. Uh, many of them were experiencing multiple mental illnesses at once. So like eating disorders, substance abuse, uh, anxiety, depression, complex PTSD, borderline personality disorder, suicide attempts. Their situation often included other difficult uh, medical or educational or situational challenges. And most of these young women were in treatment because their parents were so worried for their safety that they had no other option. And the coolest part was we were able to see some really uh, impressive and amazing changes occur within this, this group of girls uh, because we built a relationship of trust and they worked their tails off and, and so did we. Uh, and also, you know, the amount of intervention really helped these young women and their families. They got dozens or hundreds of interactions a week to help them uh, change their habits and to learn new skills and to resolve old trauma. And, and really the level of support was, you know, incredible. Um, and, and that helped a lot of these young women get better. And while most people don't have the opportunity to go to residential treatment if they need it, there is one thing that I've taken from my experience there that helps me be a better therapist now than I was before. And that's taking a team approach to treatment. So at that residential treatment center, we held a weekly meeting that lasted like six hours, right? This was not my favorite day of the week, but we would get the entire treatment team together and we would discuss each case. And then we'd have, um, we would have the therapist, the clinical directors, the substance abuse counselor, the recreational therapist. And then we would also include the teachers from the school and the nurses and the psychologist, uh, the psychologist and the dietitian. Um, we would include the staff who were interacting with the client every hour of the day. Sometimes we'd have the family call in. Uh, sometimes we'd include the house cook or the rabbi. Um, when we needed it, we'd include the art therapist or the equine therapist. And what we would do is we would all share information and we'd make a plan together as to how to support this family and, and how to intervene. And I credit our ability to create massive lasting change to this treatment team approach. Now, I work in private practice. Um, my clients don't have the luxury of a formal treatment team approach, but I still do everything I can to create this treatment team approach to help my clients. And this is something you can work to create, to, to foster your own healing. So let's talk about how you can build out your support network and your own treatment team. Um, now, there are so many aspects to mental health that even the best therapist in the world could not address them all by himself or herself. Mental health includes medical, social, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects and other aspects. So if you want to maximize your chances of getting better, I encourage you to start to build out your treatment team. 
So first, let's start with family. So with the clients that um, consent, I try to bring family members to sessions as often as possible. And when we get more people involved in sessions, it helps therapists get another perspective on the problem. And it can also help the client build up a support network to help them during difficult times. So as a therapist, I'm usually only available around an hour a week. And most people need a lot more support than that. So I can also um, get family members involved in the change process so that they can know what the homework is and they can help the client be motivated to do that. Um, and having a family member in therapy can also help me understand the relationship dynamics, which can really lead to better outcomes. So I really encourage you to figure out how you can get your family members involved in the healing process. Now, obviously, some family members are going to be super unhealthy. So how are you going to work with that in therapy? Because you can't just ignore the family aspect. Like even if these people are not healthy enough to come to your sessions or to be supportive in any way, you're going to need to work to resolve how you feel towards them or set boundaries in regards to them or whatever that may be. So figure out how you can involve family, whether in real life or just in conversation in your sessions. Um, and, you know, if you do have positive family members, find out how you can strengthen your relationships with them. That's the first area of support is your family. Uh, now, next, let's talk about medical. So I recommend that you work with doctors to rule out coexisting conditions, to um, run labs if necessary, to check for nutrient deficiencies or any other problems that may be contributing to poor mental health. Um, and you can ask your therapist, you can give them permission to call your doctor and give them information. Um, sometimes having a therapist tell the doctor about your symptoms can help the doctor know which medications might be uh, best to try. I also uh, work with uh, psychiatrists and with psych nurse practitioners. Now, psych nurse practitioners are often easier to get into. They still specialize in psych meds and they often give you more of their time and their attention. Um, and so working with a psychiatrist or a psych nurse practitioner can help you explore medication options. And it, it might be helpful to ask your therapist to call your doctor or your psychiatrist so that you guys can discuss those symptoms together. Another thing you can consider is working with an integrative medicine practitioner to figure out if there's some underlying, you know, nutritional, hormonal or other issues. Um, also, when it comes to medical, it's good to work with other aspects of your physical health. Uh, so that could be, you know, nutrition and exercise. And if you have a trainer or if you have a dietitian or someone working with you, you know, just try and get your therapist and your mental health or your family members to all kind of be on the same team and to be talking to each other so that your treatment is coordinated as much as you can. It can be hard to get these professionals on the phone, but if you advocate, if you tell your therapist you want them to talk to your doctor, or if you tell your trainer that you're working with a, a, a counselor, then those people can start working together to, you know, treat your needs. When it comes to mental support, I encourage people to work with a therapist or a counselor and then to also access um, local services in their area. This is things like, I think the birds are fighting over the grapevine over there, guys. Okay, so finding local services in your area. So this is like support groups, therapy groups, and um, educational options like courses. And then whenever possible, I encourage my clients to see extra helpers during the week. So at our practice, we have a substance abuse counselor. Um, and then we also have mentors. So these are 
um, people who are in the process of getting their therapy license or people who have experience working in the mental health field. And these mentors supplement therapy by just having an extra session a week with our clients. This is just an extra person to talk with each week. Um, other sources of support could be things like NAMI, uh, 12-step groups, grief groups, trauma groups. These can all help with the growth um, and healing process. And so I, I really encourage uh, people who are really want to work on their mental health to get more than one source of support every week. So if you can be going to, a, you know, a therapy group and working uh, with your doctor and working with your therapist and exercising, I mean, all these things are going to add up to create more lasting change. And also by going to support groups, not only do you get the chance to get more support, but you can also learn new skills that can help healing move faster. Now, let me talk about my sponsor for just a minute. BetterHelp is sponsoring this video, and I'm very grateful to them for that. And one of the cool things about their services is that you can choose options where you can message your therapist anytime. And that's in addition to your weekly um, session, which you do over the phone or over um, video chat or some other messaging service. BetterHelp provides professional, affordable online counseling starting at about $65 a week. So um, if you would like to learn more, check out the link in the description for 10% off of your first month. Okay, now let's talk about another source of support, which is really important to a lot of people, which is uh, the spiritual side of things. So for many people, working with their pastor or with their spiritual community or their, their church community can help them get a lot of added support. For other people, uh, getting spiritual support just looks like practicing daily meditation or, um, you know, other aspects of of spirituality. I encourage people to join service opportunities. And um, in Utah, I, I often work with uh, local bishops of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who will often, you know, help pay for therapy. They can often help provide valuable context to the situation that's going on and added support. So for example, once I was working with a girl whose um, dad would get really angry and really scary. And so by working with the bishop of this girl and with the dad, we were able to set up a church youth group leader where this girl, if the dad was having an anger issue, the dad agreed that it was okay for this girl to leave the house and go to that house. And that was better than this teenager, you know, running away and hanging out with friends who maybe weren't the best influences. So by working with that, uh, that community support, we were able to help support the dad in his treatment and also this young woman to be a little bit safer. So for many people, their spirituality is, a, is an important source of uh, support and hope and healing. Um, another part of your treatment team could be your school. So schools can be a great resource. Um, some schools offer uh, psych testing, they offer counseling groups and other services. Um, and I found it helpful to work with teachers and counselors at, at the school to help coordinate care for the clients. So many schools are more than willing to help out. But a lot of schools also feel really overwhelmed. And with those schools, you might have to advocate to get services. You might have to um, advocate for your child to get services by getting a, um, a 504 plan or an IEP plan. I almost forgot the name of that. I worked in a school for a while and it's been a while. But these are um, laws in the United States that say, you know, if a student has a disability, which can include a mental illness that interferes with their schooling, then the school has to provide a plan for how they're going to adapt 
uh, and provide services anyway. Universities tend to have many more services, including in-house therapy and therapy groups and counseling and education. So check with your school to see what they can do to support you. Um, for example, BYU, which is right near where I live, they offer um, a, a bunch of online educational opportunities for dealing with anxiety, perfectionism, testing anxiety. They have a, I think they have a biofeedback um, service. And if you get on their website, their counseling services website, they offer a whole bunch of online options uh, for students at BYU. So if you're a student, check to see what opportunities and, and resources your, your school has. Lastly, we're going to talk about community services. So in most communities in the United States, there is uh, some form of community mental health services. And these can help coordinate a lot of governmental services. Uh, this can include psych testing, uh, therapy, treatment, educational groups. And it can also do things like uh, connect you to other governmental services like disability or workforce services. And there are a lot of resources out there that many people don't even know uh, that don't even know exist. Um, another good community resource is hospitals. Hospitals often offer therapy groups, uh, things like grief support groups and substance abuse groups and support groups for family members of people who have substance abuse problems. So you can check with your uh, local hospital. Oh, the other thing I've seen at hospitals is like nutritional support groups, uh, helping people with eating disorders or helping people um, with emotional eating disorders, uh, helping people learn new skills around taking care of their body, which can really impact mental health. Okay. And Lastly, for real this time, of course, it's important to uh, strengthen your support network with your friends. So I really am going to encourage you to reach out to your friends, be vulnerable with the ones who are safe, let them know what you're going through, and um, find out how you guys can support each other in your uh, life experiences. The more people you can get on your team, the bigger you can build out your support network, the better you're going to be able to work through the difficulties and learn new skills and get healthier. So I encourage you to choose one way this week that you can reach out to strengthen your personal treatment team. Uh, thank you for watching and take care. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care. Mm -hmm.